Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris. Thank you so much for joining us once again. We are so excited because today we've got a great show. And Chris, yeah. you have facilitated this. This has been a long time coming, and I want to get right into it because we actually had planned this, and then we had to reschedule it mm-hmm. and so on. But finally, Chris, I'll let you do the introduction because you you and he are very good friends. Yeah, do you want me to do it like big big marketplace yeah, guy? Yeah, I do. I was hoping you'd do something. Ladies and gentlemen, live from Arizona, a little too early for him, please welcome <laughs> Greg Riley. Greg Riley is the general director of Maranatha Tours, a family-owned business that have been taking people to the Holy Land and Bible Lands. For now, well, you got to be over fifty years, yeah, Greg. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen seventy-two, we started. Yeah, yeah. So 72. this is fifty-one well, years. Earlier than that, but you know, yes. It, yeah, it became formal in seventy-two, eh? We'll call it formal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a really great story, and I want to start out with that because um, Maranatha Tours, uh, it's got a history, it's got a purpose. Share that story with us. Long version or short? Um, we got uh, time. Medium. <laughs> medium. I hate saying long version because, I mean, then, you know, so, get so out of here. We can leave out the romance story. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, put it, we'll put it in chef terms. Medium rare, medium. Yeah. It was a warm uh, summer's eve in ancient Greece. <laughs> medium, medium well. How about that? All there right. So, so Mike Riley's your dad, and he kicked this all off. How did that all go down in 1972? Uh, Actually, uh, my grandfather Riley is the the original. Uh, ah, I did not so, know that. I learned something. Uh, missionary in India. Mm-hmm. Well, my father was born in India. Uh, back then, it was Calcutta. I think it's different now. But um, so yeah, missionary in India, um, and for years, and then let on. I went back to India. Got in a nutshell, got sick. Came back to the states. Uh, doctor says we don't know what's wrong with you. But you're fine now. So he went back to India, got sick again, came back. And the doctor said, hey, if uh, you go again, it'll probably kill you. So he didn't know what to do. And uh, one, of his, one of his buddies uh, put him on a cruise ship or a steamship, I guess, back then, and uh, went to Israel and came back. And he said, every pastor, evangelist, anybody who's preaching the word has to go uh, and experience this. So. That's kind of where it started, and then, mm-hmm. you know, my father got involved um, later on, and uh, you know, it, it, it started out as a a ministry to for for pastors to go and experience this, come back and get on fire for the Lord, and really, you know, go to town. So and that's what once, we've been telling people for a long time, uh, Greg, is that when you go to Israel, there's something about it that's different than traveling anywhere else, especially for the believer. It, 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 I travel the world. I mean, you know, Italy, Greece. Uh, well, we've been to Italy together. Um, yeah. But uh, Israel's the only place in the entire world, in America, and I've been there since I was a child. So I can't even, everybody asks how many times, I can't even count. <laughs> only place in the world that I get goosebumps uh, when I hit the ground. Uh, mm. It's, it's, you know, no matter where you're at, there's always a different place. There's always a different story. There's always a different. This is what my grandfather always came back and said. I mean, once you can experience it, okay, everybody knows the Sea of Galilee. You've seen a picture of it, uh, especially now with the internet. But when you can actually put your foot in the Sea of Galilee or see how big it is, it's, it's really not that big of a lake. Right. Um, but, but you can understand now, you know, boats, uh, fishing. I mean, they still fish the Sea of Galilee, so you can mm-hmm. actually, you know, walk it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we put you on the boat, so uh, is w- which is one of the highlights. So you can actually f- kind of get the feel of what Jesus would have felt um, and the disciples in the boat or, or anybody for that matter back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, th- that, that's kind of where my grandfather, you know, built that from. And then, of course, they sort of bring a family that friends wanted to go. And then, of course, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, you know, Maranatha was kind of born, I guess, as far as a travel company. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been doing that ever since. So That's family awesome. owned still. Uh, well, no, we, you here. came with me. You came with me to Berlin Raceway one time, and we did an event there. I had no idea you were founded in Grand Rapids. Why did that not yeah. click? I knew that. I don't I know. I, I, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but I, 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 uh, it was really interesting though because your grandfather and your father they had a real distinct purpose, like you said, um, getting pastors to go over there because they they understand the Bible even better. And they can preach it better. But you guys have really hung on to some of that motivation and some of the ways that you do things uh, from that very beginning. For instance, just to give an example, um, if you want to be rich, don't become a pastor. (laughs) (laughs) And so that like that's one of your goals. You try to make it as affordable as possible so that as many people can can go. You don't want money to be an issue. Uh, and, and there's other things as well that you've really hung on to over the years to make this a truly biblical experience and not just, you know, another tourist trip. Yeah. So what's your question? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah. tell us how you got that way. Greg. No, no. But like, t- just talk to me about or, some of the, some of those original um, uh, purposes behind the trip that you've really hung on to over the years and kept that as your motivation for continuing Maranatha tours over the generations now. I mean, we it's the same pattern. We, we follow Grandpa Riley. I mean, uh, we've we felt we've we've held on to those traditions. Uh, my father too, I should say. I mean, he was kind of uh, in the middle of it, but but my grandfather really started it. So, the we if we could send everybody for free, we would. I right. mean, uh, in two seconds. Uh, but you know, unfortunately, you know, I don't. We're not millionaires, so we can't do that. <laughs> You're but, not. Uh, <laughs> but no, we, we've we've tried to we've tried to give the best deal, the most. Uh, you know, and a lot of a lot of people that. There's other companies out there. Look, you can only mm-hmm. do Israel two ways, clockwise and counterclockwise. I mean, that, that's, <laughs> that's how you do it. So, you know, and, and Jesus, you know, there's only one garden tomb. There's only one Southern Steps. So, you know, you can kind of do that. But what we've, what we stride, if, if, you, if you see our tours, you've been on our tours, mm-hmm. um, as much as the Bible as we can put in that tour as possible. So we don't walk. It's not a big it, it, I, you can consider it a vacation, but we run through the Bible, um, is what we call it. I tell people, so, you're touring, you're not on vacation. Right, you know? right. Yeah. I mean, uh, we get you up as early as we can, get you fed, and uh, we want you in that Bible the entire time. So mm-hmm. um, there's there's always time to reflect. There's time to rest when you get home. Um, but again, when you open that when you open that Bible up, you can say, man, I was there. Yeah. I, mean, I, yeah. I walked there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sometimes uh, you know, just just standing there, it, it feels surreal, doesn't it? it? No, it is. I mean, uh, like I said, the only place in the world give me goosebumps. Caesarea Philippi. Um, yeah. Capernaum. Capernaum. You know, yeah. Yeah. The Western good Wall. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then what, you know, when, when, when we talk about going to Israel with us, okay, you Maranatha tours are our complete backstop. But when we take people on a tour, 
they don't get the same tour experience that other people get because we're there and we make it fun. <laughs> and you taught me this. When I said I wanted oh, to be a tour host, you taught me to make it fun. And so one of the things Craig and I did, we started making videos when we were over there. But it had to be over 10 years ago now. Yeah. And so yeah, we wanted to do this escape from... Uh, Escape from Lebanon into Israel. And so we, we did these pictures, right? <laughs> I remember taking those. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And uh, so the other one, we did an amazing race at Masada, where Emily and I were eliminated from the race, and, and Greg was uh, <laughs> Greg was playing Phil and, and doing some st- stuff. There. No, we, but you guys, you guys, we walked down to the, uh, the uh, palace of, of King Herod. So mm-hmm. not a lot of groups do that. So, right. you know, that, that, you know you, of course, you do Masada at the top, but we walked down all those stairs uh, and uh, went to this palace and... Not a lot of people get to see that, so that was a good time. We had fun. Well, and then our Isra- our Italy trip, uh, that was a VIP tour host only. There was only like a dozen of us, and we got into the back of the Vatican. We got in there early. I mean, it was just it was crazy the stuff and, that we got to see together. But let's talk and about that's Israel. because I was there. I know, I know, I get that. We trust me, trust me. You don't think I notice uh, when when uh, when when they find out that I'm good friends with Greg Riley? You don't think my treatment from and you know the ambassador and the Leonardo doesn't go way up? Of yeah. course it does. <laughs> but, but that's the thing because you guys have been doing this for so long. You have developed relationships, really good deep relationships with vendors and hotel owners and restaurants and things like that, haven't you? We're on the third generation. So my grandfather and grandfathers worked together. My father and their fathers worked together. And uh, the sons um, and daughters uh, are working mm-hmm. together. So yeah. it, it, it's third generation. It's actually going to fourth now. So, so some of the some of the folks overseas, my kids aren't old enough yet, but um, some of the folks overseas are uh, already on the fourth generation. So it's yeah. it's not just a, like I said, there, there, there's other companies out there, but when you come with Maranatha, we know everybody, not everybody, but, you know, everybody knows Maranatha. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I can walk the street and people will say hi. And just because just they know of my, my, you know, and I, you know, chalk it up to my grandfather starting this whole thing. So yeah. people yeah. still today remember my grandfather. Yeah. And he's, he passed away in 92, I think it was. So okay. it's, you know, it's, they have good memories. And, and when you're over there with us, um, they treat our groups uh, like family. Yeah, I they was just do. gonna say it's like family. We get we get to, we more than <laughs> once we know this the special treatment, but also now that I've had a chance to go, I went in June, so post COVID, um, the whole country seems to be a little bit more in tune with this matters to us. We need these tours here, and so yes. it just it just felt a little different. If you know what I mean. Should have been a lot cleaner too. I mean, they it had was. A few years well, ago. I mean, you know, it's still the Middle East, Lighting but things down. <laughs> let, let, let's let's talk for a minute. Of, let's talk for a minute about Israel and Maranatha, and uh, you know, Pastor Chris Danielson, the Bible idiots going to Israel. I try to tell people this, and I really want your input on it, Greg. I try to tell people, I'm like, yeah, you can find tours out there for twenty five hundred dollars, but all you're getting is an airline ticket and really crappy accommodations, and every stop and every meal you're going to pay for. So by the time you get home, you've spent fifty five hundred dollars, and my people have only spent forty seven hundred because everything was included except for lunches. So when you look at cost, and then you know, tour hosts all do different things, and there's different guides, and so no tour is ever identical. That's that's part of it. And then because of experience, because of uh, relationships, we can sometimes get to go places that other people don't get to go. And that's always an attraction for people for that special thing. 
But how do we keep our costs just fixed when everybody else seems to be all over the board? Tell, tell us a little bit about tour pricing, particular to Israel, particularly with our trip, which I think is still a bargain at $4,700. But, well, you know, well, I, look, we got to yeah. talk about what's out in the marketplace, you know? We're not we're not a, a third, you know, we, 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 our partners, matter of fact, Sammy uh, and Fadi, who, who own some of the hotels and our partners, they're, they're actually coming in next week for, uh, to hang out with us in Phoenix. So uh, good to see them. Anyway, we, we, we're not a third man. We're not a middle man. We, we are the man. I, I should say the man, but um, we, you know, when you, when you go with Marinette, okay, I'll say it. But yeah, you can say it. Uh, when you go with Mary, we've been doing this for so long. We, we, we own the buses, uh, not us personally, Maranatha, but our, our parent company owns the buses, uh, the hotels we've been contracting for you. We know everybody there. Um, so we get good deals. I mean, uh, yeah. people, people want our groups. Um, and, and that's a, the other thing, Chris, I want to say is I think what, what really sets us apart, especially your tour, our guides, um, mm-hmm. our, our guides yeah. are, are biblically, uh, uh, when you when you get to Israel with our guides, you're in the Bible right away. Now you'll still learn culture, you'll still learn about the different sides of Palestinians and the Jew. I mean, you, you still get that stuff. But our guides are, are I, I handpick them to make sure that they guide when you the minute you arrive, you're in the Bible. Yeah. To mm-hmm. the minute you're leaving, so yeah. that's what you're there for. I mean, we we want we want you to be submersed in that Bible the entire time you're there because yeah. that, that's what you're paying for. And what's really cool is because you're going to, okay, you're going to spend all this time with the tour guide. Like there's this deep affection that grows between them. And then we're, we're still able. And the bus driver. And the bus driver too. And we're still able to like connect via Facebook and stuff like that. I mean, I have people over there that I, you know, I'm seeing their feeds. We're going back and forth. And, and it's really cool because there is something about, that biblical Christianity that really just binds people. And you see it particularly in Israel when you're looking at, you know, um, Jews and Palestinians and Americans and Nigerians and, you know, these people from all over the world come and there's just this bond that comes from Christ that it's, it's tangible. I mean, you feel it, you can see it. And it's really pretty cool. And it's kind of amazing, too. You still kind of feel these feelings even after all these years, don't you? Yeah. yeah. No, look, we've, we've had people meet each other that, that have been married. I, I got cornered. <laughs> I, look, I, I meet so many people. They were on, I happened to be on the tour with them. And they go, hey, Greg, you remember us? And I'm like, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Looks you know you do, but you up. don't. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, they met each other and got married and then decided to go back to Israel and celebrate uh, their their anniversary there. So there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of things like that that happen. And look, it, it's Israel. I mean, uh, like I said, it's it's Goosebump City. I mean, you know, from the baptism, um, you know, it, really, it's Goosebump City for me. I, I mean, know, right? I think it says I, it on the brochure. This is yeah, no, it should, Goosebump, Goosebump City. City. Goosebump City. <laughs> let's, let's, let's market it. Let's go with it. Hey, Lord, what do you think? Come on. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's his city, but, you know, yeah. maybe we can yeah. throw something in there. Right. But, uh, you know, no, things like I think everybody comes away. You know, I tell the story, and it's not just adults. It's kids. I mean, mm-hmm. I should say kids, young adults. I mean, mm-hmm. I think 12 years old and up is, is a good age for, for kids to go. It's good a long time. trip. Anybody, anything younger than that, I, I, it's just it's tough for adults 
Chris, yeah. I've seen Chris like, you know, slumped over on the <laughs> airplane. Yeah. You know, almost yeah. wanted to jump off of it because yeah, it's a long trip. I it's mean, a uh, long you know, trip, man. You, you work, you work. You know, the hosts we work really hard. The guides work really hard. The, I mean, everybody's yeah. working really hard to give and not not a vacation, not not just a, a, a tour, but a literal Bible experience and see God's word come to life. And yeah. so, Greg yeah. Riley's our special guest. He's the general director of Maranatha Tours. If you missed that at the beginning of the show, that is our host tour company for our trips to Israel, and we're doing another one in. December 2024, and we're taking deposits for it right now, and that is the brochure. We are going December 2nd through the 9th. And, Greg, if they give a deposit of $500, that holds their slot, and those deposits are really important, aren't they? They are. Uh, Israel Post, we, we never saw this coming. Um, you know, of course, COVID hit. Well, we never saw COVID coming into the first place. Right, right. Um, you know, and everything shut down. Uh, once things opened... We, we we had meetings. I've had meetings with hotels, and I mean everybody overseas. And we thought maybe uh, you know end of 23, 24 was we, we it, once COVID was over, once people were traveling, it, it was a rocket ship. Israel is packed, so even December yeah. right now, people are already signing up. And so yeah, the deposit is crucial just to yeah. reserve their spot. It's only a five hundred dollar deposit, but that gets your spot on the aircraft. Um, and the hotel uh, land arrangements, and then from there yeah. you can make payments or, or or however you want to do it. But yeah, the the, the five hundred dollar deposit now is is uh, a good thing to get in just to secure your space. Well, it and really we is. and we are going to limit the number of people going to go with us because we want to we want to be able to serve them all. Sometimes bigger <laughs> isn't always better if you want to really take care of your people, and so that means that it's first come first serve. But Greg, this also helps with inflation. Yeah, I mean, how are you going to fight inflation? You know, how do you, how do we stand on these prices? I get that I get asked that question a lot. How are you gonna stand on the prices? I'm like, well, the early deposits give us the right to secure the stuff and they're gonna honor the and prices. You guys 18 can months secure from now. stuff, yeah. Are you uh are you gonna run for president, Chris? Because no. if you do, then that's a good way of stopping this inflation. I uh, know, look, right? Right right now, uh it's just like the states. Your guess is as good as ours. Uh, you know, we we have all new rates, uh, but yes. The hotels want money. Uh, everybody wants to increase, but but Maranatha, we, we always put our foot down and, and do mm-hmm. our best to keep everything as low as we can. Uh, w- once we set a price, we, we want to make sure that. Uh, and again, we can't guarantee. You know, we can't guarantee inflation. We we don't know where that's going to happen with that. Right. Uh, but we're we're all praying and, and hoping that that you know when things settle down that that it'll get back to good again. But for right now, your price uh, for your brochure is set. Uh, with with everything in mind now for 24. So yeah. we should yeah. be pretty good as far as the price goes. Yeah. And it's really a great thing because, you know, we were talking about just a second ago, uh, you know, Israel's not that big. It's like, what, the size of New Jersey, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, and yet you do, they have people coming from all over the world that have yeah. a deep desire to come and stay there. So, like, there is literally only so much room. So you guys have to book this stuff far out, and you have to do some of these things that you do. So getting that deposit in is crucial to you guys being able to do your job, isn't it? It is. And, uh, you know, I never thought I would say this. Excuse me. But uh, there's a a place in the Bible where it says there's no room at the inn Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. now. There's certain groups. There's no room at the end. Yeah. Right. So uh, we're, we're telling everybody, you know, especially now, uh, get your deposit in again. That that gets your space. That gets your spot. Um, and then from there, at least you at least you know you have a spot. 
Um, we, we, we have had some folks now that, that have waited or, or, or I shouldn't say procrastinate, but waited. And we, we do our best to fit everybody on that we can. Yeah. But again, right now it is so different post-COVID because of the amount of people, Emily, that, that you yeah. said are traveling um, to Israel that uh, get your deposit, that we get your spot. So we don't have to call you and say, hey, there's no room at the end. Yeah. yeah. And so here's the thing. There's so many places to go. There's so many things to see over there. How do you guys decide, you know, these are the important places. These are the these are the things that people need to see. What goes into that decision making uh, as you're putting tours together? Because different <coughs> the different tours might look a little different. Yeah, it's up to the host another. a lot of it. It's up yeah. to us. Right, Greg? It, it is. I mean, look, you're, like I said, your, your basic tour, and this, this goes, you know, back 2000 years ago. So we, we followed, we follow the Jesus steps um, and his ministry as far as the tour goes. So Tiberius, you know, that's a huge part of his ministry. Matter of fact, yeah. one of the, one of, one of my favorite spots just cause it's quiet. Um, sometimes on that sea of galley, especially with the boat, when they shut the engines off, mm-hmm. you get that feel that peace. You can, you can just yeah. feel that. Um, so, you know, look, we saw the heart of Jesus' ministry in Tiberias. You'll hit the synagogue, you'll, you'll, you know, the old synagogue that was there that he could have preached in or, 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 or uh, teached in, should I say. Uh, but you'll, you'll be on the Sea of Galilee. You'll, 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 you know, we'll do all those things. And, of course, then back in, um, there, there's some sites that, that are not in the Bible, Masada, um, mm-hmm. which we'll see. But, again, with the Jewish, you know, the Jewish part, the Israeli part, it's a huge uh, history and, and story that they tell. So it's yeah. it's great for us to, to know it. Uh, but then, you know, you get the, the Palestinian side, we get you into Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can get to see, you know, Jesus' birth. Um, also, a lot of, a lot of the, the population of Christians are in Bethlehem. So we, we get to take it, and you guys can experience that. But, yeah. but as far as the planning goes, you know, we, we try to hit every ho- – I, not hotspot, but every major site that you can. Again, you like you said, there's so much to see and do. You could spend three weeks there and probably not see everything. Right. Um, so, so we 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 get as much as we as you possibly can. Uh, Jordan River, you get a, a chance to be baptized. Uh, we get Chris to, to jump in the water for you, do a cannonball, <laughs> and then uh, you know Garrett, there he there's is. A bap- there's a baptism right there. And just a just a warning uh, in the are, Jordan River. There are little fishes that swim around your feet. <laughs> there are. That's why I don't yeah. get in. Yeah, yeah. You and Emily have never gotten in the water with me ever in yeah. in Israel. Emily hasn't either, and uh, I've no. never gone to Israel and not gotten in the Jordan River to do a baptism. Something. I just so. love, I love watching it. What's yeah, that? no, we're the photographers. We have to. Yeah, I know. I know. Holding people's stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. doing hey, that. We have thing. to do it. We can't get in the <laughs> yeah. water with the cameras. Well, I only have so many uh, pictures loaded, so I don't have one of me eating the, the Peter's fish. But we used oh, to. I used that to bite the, the head off. The, I know, but there's only so many slots here, and I don't even know what all we got. Okay, here. yeah. Anyway, but that's really. Um, yeah, it's uh, a good point. Talking about the food. Yeah, I want to talk about the food for a second. the The reality is, is that our hotels have to be chef level approved and you are the chef that approves them and my people in june came back and and it was our first time at the ambassador boutique which is the new ambassador we've always stayed at the old ambassador hotel and i love the boutique i love it we're going and we've booked the boutique for the next trip because it's so good but the food is so incredible man i mean we have buffets in breakfast that are world-class and then we have buffets every night that are world-class all you pay for is your lunch and that's part of the all-inclusive maranatha tour pricing when you go with the Bible idiots to the Holy Land. And so talk a little bit about how you keep that food standard up 
because it is not like other places we have gone. Our our tours eat really, really well. No, I bring the American, what are you doing in here? <laughs> uh, attitude, as far as the kitchen goes. Hey, and you've I, done I, something because you know, it, it's it's pretty cool. They it's, listen. It's stout, man. Yeah. No, they listen. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't practice being a chef anymore. What? Well, ask my wife. I, every night I'm cooking, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you are literally I, a chef. So that, let's just get that, that, that was, out That there. was your career before you went to the family. That business. was not tongue in cheek. Yeah. That's a real thing. You're a chef. You know good food. Yeah. On restaurants and uh, all that good stuff. But yep. um, and, the, and the Lord said no more. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm back here uh, with the family. But I'm 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 grateful and happy. And uh, look, uh, what what better way to, to be a chef than be able to uh, travel the world and experience the food? So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot of the a lot of our questions are on food because uh-huh. um, us Americans are so picky with um, you know everything. We, classic story. Before we get into Israel, I guess I always tell everybody this. We're in Greece. I have a group. I have 50 people. I said, listen, let's go to the Plaka. Let's get some authentic Greek food. I got three people that joined me. Mm. The rest of the group went to Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> in Greece. In Greece. <laughs> and they loved it. They were like, oh, it's the best. Uh, well, okay. So here's, here's the caveat, though, because Chris and I have traveled yeah, a lot of places. Right. And a lot of places, it's like, don't drink the water and be careful yeah, what you no. eat. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But that's not... The way it is in Israel, is it? Yeah. Matter of fact, Israel's as clean as we are. So now mm-hmm. I, I don't drink water anywhere. Uh, matter of fact, I don't drink my own water in Phoenix. I bottle water it. So <laughs> Phoenix is I, I drink, there. I, yeah. I drank Phoenix's water. You're making the right yeah. choice. City punch, man. I mean, it's like swimming in a pool. You need a little water <laughs> you know, Like, oh my gosh. Like, so, uh, but so in Israel, we you know, and there's bottled water for everybody, and there's there's bottled water at the tables, but there's also tap if you want to. But yeah, Israel's very clean, probably as clean as America. Um, dietary wise, all the food you're going to get is organic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not all of it, but, but most of it's most organic. Of it. So yeah. that's why it tastes you, so good. When, yeah, when you when you have salad here. It, it's not the same as having a salad in Israel. It's mm. not. And same even like with hummus. I can't find good hummus in the States to save my life. But when I so like I always thought I don't really like hummus. But I went to Israel and I, I mean I would just eat spoonsfuls of it. It's so yummy. Yeah, I'm there. looking for a hummus guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let me, Give me let a Middle me East Thomas. Is there? Yeah, well, <laughs> I see, know. Exactly. That's the thing. Now, are you still doing the cooking through the Bible? Can people find that stuff? That because you do recipes and you cook stuff from the yeah, Middle East. It's kind of on hiatus for a second. Okay, uh, we're getting we're, we're we're gearing that back up again. Uh, okay, good. But you know, look, COVID put a re- uh, wrench into probably everybody's life, mm-hmm. um, and that that was one of them. So yeah. right now, yeah. my my focus is on getting everybody that I can into Israel. And let okay. them experience the whole thing. But yeah, yeah, if you know, you can still go to Cooking Through the Lands of the Bible. Um, it's it's still there. Um, we're gonna we're we're in the process of doing some other things with it. But um, right now, now you, we're, we're you have a library. Lives. You have you have a library of videos. I mean, you had you did like I I think I remember watching at least seven to ten of them. We've Am I wrong? A few of yeah, them. yeah. You, you can go to YouTube, Cooking Through the Lands of the Bible on YouTube. Uh, there's some there. Uh, we got a new website being built right now for Maranatha. We'll, we'll put some we'll put them on there too. So awesome. Um, we can throw some no, fresh we, we wanna, we if we get, do some together. We want to get you there live, and so because yeah. again, Chris, Emily, I'm the same boat. We have a we have a Medi- uh, Middle Eastern place here, right down the street. Probably one of the better ones in, in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, we bring our guys. Anybody who comes in town, we we take them there just because it's fun. 
I don't know what happens when they leave Israel and come to the States and they lose, they lose the flavor. They lose, mm-hmm. but I think it's the, I think it's the water. I think it's the food. I think when people get to Israel, it, you got to experience to believe it. I mean, how, yeah. how good it is. I mean, even yeah. a French fry tastes different over <laughs> the Israel. desert. I know, I know right? I mean, and yeah. Lamb. Wowzy. Wow. 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 Coca-Cola in a glass bottle tastes different yeah. in Israel different. than it does anywhere yeah. else. And, yeah. and it's just, it's just one of those things you have to experience to, to, yeah. to get to know it. I try to tell people and you just, words don't do justice. Yeah. No. So but you'll still have you'll, you'll sorry, Elma. You'll, no, go you're, ahead. Your people will still have, or everybody who travels, they'll they they do the authentic stuff on the buffets, but they'll still have the American stuff. Yeah, you know, just okay. So the, that just so everybody's not scared that they're gonna have to try something new every night. They'll have chicken. They'll have fish. They'll have some uh, a meat source. Um, like I said, they'll have, they love their chips over there. They call them chips, which is fries. Yeah. So fries pretty much all over the place. Uh, but then you get your falafels and your bread. Yes. I mean, you know, they'll have eggs in the morning, a lot of Shwarma. salads. Um, <laughs> so even, even you know, nowadays there's a lot of dietary um, questions we get. Um, mm-hmm. Vegan to uh, just just dietary. Um, everything is so fresh and organic. You'll find anything you want to eat. Matter of fact, your doctors will probably force you to go just so you can get that good food for a week. Um, in your body, well, though. we had that one gal who was anti-gluten, anti-this, anti-something else. She was very, very um, special needs when it came to food. And it, this was like seven years ago on one of our trips. You were on that trip with us. You remember her? Uh, the the, uh, the mother-daughter and the daughter was like 20 years old and very nice, nice folks. But yep. she just had these dietary restrictions. Well, she started trying to eat some of the food over there. And she was actually, they were elated. The last two days, she was eating everything off the buffet. She hadn't done that in years. Right. It was right. That was insane. You, I don't know if you remember that, but Look, probably deal with so many dietary things. That, how are you yeah, going to no, remember mine tour. from seven yeah. years ago? <laughs> every, every tour, it, it, there's, a, there's a few of them. I mean, and it's getting more and more, I mean, yeah. uh, it, which is great. But it, it's, the st- it's different from the States. You, you know, it, it's everything is so fresh and organic over there. The, the pet... There's no pesticides. I mean, it's you know, so you get rid of all that stuff. That you know, I have a family member that's uh, addicted, uh, allergic to uh, one of the dyes in the food. Yeah. Um, there's no, they don't put dyes in there. So you know, everything you get over there is fresh um, yeah. and good. Look, we could talk about food all day. I mean, that, no, no, right? we gotta move on. Isn't that okay, the best so part of I'm the getting tour? hungry. It really is. It really is. And so, and and these are questions that people have. So yeah. okay, the the lodging yeah. is great. It's just it's right on par with what you would get here in the United mm-hmm. States. The food off the chain, even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the questions that people do have is safety. They're, they're very nervous about going to this place where they know things sometimes blow up. You know? It's in the news <laughs> so a lot. It's in the news it a lot. News. But um, what we see on the news is not necessarily an accurate picture, is it? No. I mean, the, the, the bad thing is, is look, uh, this goes back 2,000 years. Nobody likes Israel. I mean, uh, if we re- if we really look at it, Israel's been in a fight their entire existence. Yes, mm-hmm. that that's no different now. So yeah. when when they show the news, they show the Middle East, whether it's in Iran, or whatever they they show that big picture, and Israel's right in the middle. So mm-hmm. a lot of folks think that you know that that's where it's now, there are issues in Israel. It, it happens. I mean, but but again, go to Chicago, go to the states right now. We I have I have friends overseas that will not come to America right now. Because yeah. their news 
is telling them how bad it is over here. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's almost like a tit for tat now as far as who's the worst. But, you know, in, in Israel, and Chris hit it right on the head earlier, they, they especially with COVID, they know they need tourists. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's their livelihood. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as safety goes, we I, I've been there when the bombs have gone off. I've been there when things have happened. And, you know, I'm still here, I guess. I would send my <laughs> If I if I did I wouldn't I won't bring my wife with me and she's always begging to go. Yeah, she was uh, with us a couple so, times too. Yeah. I mean and she 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 won't go downtown Phoenix by herself, but she'll take the girls in because I won't do it anymore. I I did this one in Jerusalem for five hours shopping. No thanks, I won't do that again. <laughs> you don't like the old town angling? No, I love it, but not shopping for five hours. So she'll take the girls by by herself. They'll all go shopping in the old city, come back smiling and having a good time. And there, there, there really is no worries. Look, yeah. if there are, we, we let you know. Um, the other good thing with Maranatha is, our, Chris, you said it too about our drivers. So yeah. the best drivers, but they, they also know everybody. So if there's any hot spots, if there's anything going on, the drivers know right away. You'll never know. Chris, you might know if, if you're yeah, on the I bus. Know. Of course, I would know. But but the group itself will never know if there's anything going on because we, we won't take you there. Right, um, right. That's, yeah. just, that's just what's, you know, we just so won't do it. On our last trip, the driver and my guide, Simon, um, they met the first day when they, when, when they drove to the airport to pick us up, you know. But by... Day two, it's like they'd work together forever. It's like everybody knows their role, and they have cell phones. And so we're talking about different sites. We're talking about the driver's experience, the guide's experience. We had three situations on our last trip where I call it a home run, where and I, like uh, Mount Carmel, where uh, Elijah was. We pulled in. There was only one other bus when we pulled in. We did our thing, and as we're walking back out, everybody's doing their bathroom break, in which we give like a 10-minute bathroom break, and then we're back <laughs> on the bus. When we pulled out of that place... There was, I counted, 13 buses. Mm-hmm. That's a home run. That's a win. And, and our, we have guides and drivers that know. We know the game. We know how to they play the game and win. Yeah. And you may never even notice us doing all that stuff uh, at the front of the bus as we're just doing different things. But it is a experience. We don't want you to miss out. Uh, Greg Riley's our special guest. He's the general director of Maranatha Tours. If you are a video listener slash watcher, I have the brochure up on the screen right now. And it is December 2nd through the 9th. Pastor Gary Kuhn is my travel companion, uh, my co-host. Uh, pa- uh, I'm Pastor Chris Danielson right there, the Bible Idiots guy. And we want you to go with. And Mike Shaw is going to have this up on the website, freshroadmedia.com, real soon. So pray about it, think about it, and join us. And there on this brochure that's on the screen, I actually have a paper copy that I can send you. I can email you. So if you get a hold of me, I'll get it. There's a QR code on there. You scan it. Book your trip, drop $500 now, and this man, Greg Riley, will make sure it's safe and sound until it's time to go. Now, <laughs> what is the current post-COVID cancellation process? I have to ask because I get asked this all the time, and at what point is it drop dead? Your money is at risk if you don't go uh, and you didn't buy insurance. Well, one, buy insurance. Uh, yeah. Matter of fact, it, I, I think coming down the pipeline, it's going to be mandatory right now. We are trying to make it mandatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, not so much for COVID, uh, but look, the world right now and airlines right now, it's just like the states. Uh, I was uh, uh, in Dallas a month ago. 
uh, was delayed hours, both ways coming to and from. Never had that issue before. Um, so, so even airlines in the States, there's problems. So mm-hmm. insurance helps if you miss your flight. Insurance help if somebody gets sick in the family yep. when you can't go. Um, insurance helps if your luggage gets lost, which we've had a few uh, recently. Their luggage gets lost. Go to the store, buy your clothes, you get reimbursed. So mm-hmm. the insurance goes a lot further than COVID. Uh, right now, COVID though, we we are post COVID, and all the countries are acting like that. So mm-hmm. if it if it happens and spikes again, or or, or if things happen, then we'll we'll let you know. But as of today, look, we 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 just had uh, uh, we'll have another thousand this month, and then uh, probably fifteen hundred in the next three three months traveling. Everybody's there's no there's even no talk about COVID right now. So right. uh, w- whether it's whether it's Israel, Italy, Greece, the states, um, everything's traveling like normal again. So we awesome. go back to normal normal terms. Of course, you get your five hundred dollar deposit um, and you pay, and then of course, if you cancel, there are um, stipulations. Forty five days, or I'm sorry, a hundred days prior is when the penalties start, and that's okay. all in the brochure. Um, that, that's all in the terms, Chris. So any mm-hmm. other, any that's, yeah, it's pretty straight, but, straightforward. Yeah. Um, you know, because people want to know, uh, here, here's something that came up for me. And then this is my last question. And then Emily's going to ask you your final thoughts and then you're done. You can go to work. Uh, so our 20 minute interview is at 37 minutes right now, but we're having fun. So <laughs> let's do it again. You. Come on. Let's sell your tour. Let's get you two buses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get it going. So my question, I just forgot. I, it's insane. I would, what, what were we just talking about? <laughs> COVID and COVID. the deposit. Oh, yes. Terms, 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 terms. So as people are looking at this, one of the things that's come up to me is that our trip is literally 30 days from the next election. And so I say buy the insurance and everything's good. And so just kind of give your thoughts about going in December 2024. It's, it's 16 months from now. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be just fine. Everything's going to be fine. But if it's not, the insurance has you covered if you pick up the insurance. But what's your thoughts on everybody talking about the calamity around our elections and that this might be a bad time? I think it's a great time. But what do you think about our December? Well, when you're not in the states, frame? when you're not in the states, uh, I'd be more worried about the states and, and things going on than overseas. One, yeah. Uh, two, I've been overseas probably maybe. I don't know. Almost every election, I would say, um, except for the last one because of COVID. So uh, I wasn't there. Ne- never had an issue. Uh, matter of fact, it's fun because you, you hear all the different sides. Uh, some people want this side. Want you know the big ones. Obama during the Obama years. I said there's no way. So uh, I have a friend in Egypt, Yasser. Um, I said there's no way it's going to happen. There's no way Obama's not going to win. And by the time I crossed the Egypt border. He had his Obama pin on. This is Egypt. He mm-hmm. has his Obama pin on, and he says, hey, Obama just won. So, I mean, I've, I've been on the ground when things have happened and, or, or, or elections, and, and again, I, yeah. I, that I would not worry about. Yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not really concerned about the elections. More the chaos that everybody's anticipating around these elections than carrying through the month of November into Thanksgiving and might upset our trip. That's a conversation I had with an individual, and I'm like, I just don't see it happening. I mean, if it I don't if, if our trip isn't going, then nobody's going. Right. Exactly. You know? Period. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. that and the only time that's ever happened um, with, with us is 
of course. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a two week period where nobody, well, nobody traveled period. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course COVID. So, so from, you know, 1972 until today, we've, we've the intifadas, the wars, Iraq. I, I mean, everything that's gone on in this world, United States, uh, we've always had people traveling um, without any issues to and from um, mm-hmm. Israel. Matter of fact, the entire world, but big time Israel um, going there, coming back without any issues. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. All right. Well, we don't, we won't want to keep you too much longer, but the one last thing I want to ask you, uh, your final thoughts, the one thing about Israel that you want people to know or that you want people to take away when they do travel to Israel, what, what's that thing? That's just an open-ended question. What do you, I, mean, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, um, what, I think I the mean, correct it's, answer it's, is okay. a deposit. You're, <laughs> there you go. Favorite, yeah. Your favorite just thing go. when you're going to Israel, what's what's the number one thing that you're excited for your tours to see your experience? The experience, period. The entire experience. experience. Okay. I mean, every, everybody's going to have their own favorite site. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to have their own favorite everybody's going to reflect in a different way some people like baptism unless chris is doing it some people <laughs> like the <laughs> i'm just joking chris long. they love it they I, love I, it. I don't blame they you love keep you. going that was an open uh, shot no, but... you had to take it low-hanging fruit <laughs> no but uh you know sea of galley i think is a big one the tiberius oh, yeah. area a lot yeah. of folks just just to be able to meditate <clears throat> excuse me uh a thing i tell everybody my my i took my sons and and this kind of relates to this can relate to everybody and especially what, me looking at it bringing them uh they, we went to the valley of Elah, and they they grabbed stones mm. so sunday school this is months later and came home and said hey dad guess what what they we talked about david and goliath really he goes dad i get to tell them i was there yeah i i have the stones to prove <laughs> So, so there, there's, there's things like that. I have five that, stones that, behind my chair at my yeah. office right now. Yeah. Just be there, prepared to account for them when you go through the airport. Yeah, the That's security. All. Anyway. There, there's things like that, that that you experience in Israel that you will never experience. Now, everybody, we read the Bible. We know it's true. We, we, yeah. we, we experience that we, we, You know, when you're praying, whatever your relationship with God. But when you're there on the land. So the southern... Look, not every place is where Jesus was. We, we, we're, they're guessing, they're, they think, but the Southern Steps is one. And Chris, I, I remember you were preaching on the Southern Steps when we were there yeah. last time, but yeah. um, that's one place where Jesus would have, no matter of fact, walked up to the temple. Mm-hmm. And we get to sit on those steps. Um, who knows if you've even walked where Jesus walked? I mean, so there's, there's things like that where you can, again, everything's true. We believe it's true, but when you can experience it <clears throat> and yep. see it in person, it takes it to the next level. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's a great answer. Yeah, experience fantastic. it. Don't experience. just read about experience. it. Yeah, I love it. Experience. I love it. I love and, it. And, and, and we are, Greg and Emily and I are all in the in the mode to tell you that you need to experience Israel however you can. We'd prefer it to be with us, but if not, and you got a different trip going, I'm just, I'm, go. a, I'm just jacked for my friends when they come back from other trips. Even, oh, we would have went with you, but we had this deal with this guy and that guy. It's like, I don't mind. You know, just get to Israel, yeah. get in God's town, get that vibe. And I'm telling you, it changes you forever. It changes the way you look at the Bible forever. There's things you will see you can't unsee. There's things you're going to feel you can't unfeel. You you know 
that God has touched you. And when Greg was talking about the safety, uh, you and I, Greg, we used to talk about how great it would be if God would take us out that way. You're in Jerusalem yeah. and someone, something comes, what a way to go home, you know? That's hey, how look I how close you are. I have not for one second, not one second, ever felt unsafe in Israel. The whole time, from the time I land till we're wheels up, I just feel blessed that I got a chance to be there. Yeah. You know, so. All right, Greg, thanks for hanging out with us. Emily, what do you want to do now? Hey, it's been fun. Yeah, it's been really fun. <laughs> You're coming back in a month. Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's I'm here that. anytime you need me. All right, All right. and uh, we, uh, we'll see, uh, you know, hopefully uh, you people will go to uh, freshroadmedia.com and click on our Israel trip and sign up today. Right. It, assuming Mike has it ready. We'll talk about that with him next. I think <laughs> he's right. our next guest. He is, he is. Thanks, Greg, so much for well, being with us. Nice to see you guys. Same here. Hey, if you enjoy listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris, if you get any encouragement from it, please consider standing with us financially. Go to FreshRoadMedia.com and consider giving a wonderful gift today. It is appreciated. Welcome back to No Apology with Emily and Chris. We are so glad that you're spending your time with us. It was so good to have Greg Riley on as our guest this time to talk about Israel. But this show is about Christian living with joy, having the joy of the Lord, having fun, respecting other people, loving other people, but not letting them walk all over you. So we stand on the Word of God with no apology, which means we do apologetics as well. And But today, I think, Emily, you got other plans. It's your show. Where are we headed now? Well, right now we're going to do Right On, Way Off. You know it's my favorite part of the show, but we can't do it, of course, without our friend uh, Mike Shaw. He Mike joins Shaw. us hey. with us. <laughs> Joins us with us. Joins joins us us with us. Yes, I am joining you with you. (laughs) It's kind of uh, redundant, but yes. See what Greg Riley does to us. Greg's hilarious. Makes us goofy. That dude is funny. I know, by the way, after... I want to hang out with that guy. After the interview, uh, it's like an hour later now. Yeah. Yeah. That little 30 minutes, 30 second break you had for us was an hour because we quit recording with Greg and we just told stories for an hour. You should have recorded it. We should have. I don't know. There's some things in there I'd rather not uh, have a chance to see the light of day. What happens in the studio yeah. stays, stays in, in the, the studio. studio. Let me just put it this way. There are a lot of, um, I don't know if I want to use the word gross, yeah. but mm-hmm. not necessarily for public broadcasting stories mm-hmm. of you know, coming out of the Middle East of tourists that have had yeah. challenges that are just hilarious. I know, and it right? was just so fun the to hear story, tell the We're going to share some of those stories, the shareable ones. Next uh, time. Next time. And then I think okay. next time, too, yeah. we should let Greg join us for Right On Way Off. Yeah. What do you think? We could do a little... Four square thing. I think that would be great. We'll do we'll have Greg on for yeah. right on way. I'm off right on time. with that. He has a wicked sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, he's man. really he's good. No, really he's, fun. he's one of us. You know, yeah, I, right. I've always said that. Greg's he's one a of Daniel us. Sid. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really funny because his last name is Riley, and our our granddaughter's name is Riley. So maybe yeah. there's something different there. spelling from maybe. my last church. My one of my best friends there, Mike O'Reilly. Yeah. Oh, really? So it's an O'Reilly. Interesting. Uh, Very interesting. Not O'Reilly. Okay. An O'Reilly. O'Reilly. So we're moving on to Right On Way Right On off, Way Off, Emily. And today we're going to do like an expansion pack. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. how you have the games and then you get more oh, editions so, so of it. So not three questions today. No, we're having it. We're going to have more, like oh. five or six or we something. We get better weapons. Five or six? <laughs> yeah. Are you we- We're getting a weapons upgrade. <laughs> yeah. Five or six? Are you struggling we're to count gonna, to six? We're going to level up. Yeah, I kind of actually, well, it could be five. It could be six. It depends um, on how I'm feeling, how things uh, are okay. going. So, Mike, what she's saying is, is based on how you and I behave. Oh, great. We're at in the, trouble. At the end of the fifth question, <laughs> That's yeah. part of it. she will make a mother's decision whether we can continue. <laughs> 
I'll be good, I promise. <laughs> I'm glad you figured that out. All right. All right. So I was guys. intent on being good, and then, uh, now, uh, now, then you get around crap. Here, here's, right. here's a little caveat I would love for you to add. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would like you to say, Chris, you're up first, and then give the question. Or Mike, you're up first, and then give the question. I'd like okay. to know if I'm the first one up or not uh, when I'm hearing the question. I don't care. You're I'd such like a control to know. Freak. I don't. No, care. I'd like to know. But I, don't I, care. I will do that. I'll you try know, you're to not do caring, that. Mike. Doesn't help my points. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have to preface who's up first, right on or way off. We're, that's our uh, first. That's question. way off. No, that's no, just my preference. <laughs> I don't care. I'll I'll hold my tongue if I must. Uh, yeah. But it's hard to let my talk, Mike Shaw, talk when I've got my answer ready. I know. Uh-huh. I know. I think I think we're kind of ex- we're yeah. having you grow. We're yeah. chomping at the bit. I think you need yes. to yeah, have we're me conditioned having you to mature not be and the grow up and yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can just count it as therapy. Wasn't right? it yesterday at our staff meeting that someone said to Chris and I, "Don't make me separate you two." Yes, there was someone, a wise woman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Don't make me separate well, you two. Hey, if you're going to pay me nothing and then take away my ability to joke, what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to play right on way off, and today I think it's really totally appropriate that we focus on Israel, since okay. we were talking about uh, the whole Israel tour and everything. Sure. Um, so, first question, um, Chris, we'll start with you. Thank you for that. Did you think I was going to forget? <laughs> I didn't think you were. I, I, thought, I thought you were going to just blow it off completely. The fact you did it once, bravo. If, if I don't, it's because I forgot. And did I mention I'm over 50? So, yeah, you know, and, okay, here we go. And uh, I think you'd have to care a little bit too, which you don't. But right, go ahead. Right on way off <laughs> is just a series of statements. And then I ask our two gentlemen here whether those, whether those statements are right on or way off. And then I let them know at the very end who's right, who's wrong. And I'm always right. So, <laughs> statement number one having to do with Israel, the embassy moving mm-hmm. to the city of Jerusalem from Tel Aviv. Good move, right on? Or way off. Oh, right on. It's the, one of the best moves in my lifetime as far yeah. as Bible prophecy. Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. The reason they couldn't have Jerusalem the capital of Israel is the stumbling block between all of the Arabs and the Israel and the Jewish people trying to settle together after 1948. Yeah. Everyone started putting their embassies in Tel Aviv because of that. Yeah. And when they started putting all their embassies in Tel Aviv, that tried to downplay Jerusalem, the apple of God's eye. Right. So when Donald Trump moved the embassy to Israel uh, to Jerusalem from Tel Aviv, that was a right. huge statement biblically. So I am Right on. All right, Mike Shaw. I am right. Us. I am right on. All right. Uh, for all the reasons Chris just stated, and I'll elaborate <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. First, I want to uh, correct something from the last show. Oh, oh when, yeah, yeah. Man, you, I, I'm, Is this I that little correction in the bottom of the newspaper yes. back in the 70s? Very small a retraction. Print. A retraction. He's Very small print. He's the retracted. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mentioned that I thought maybe the Biden administration had moved it back. They did not. Okay. So the embassy is still in it Jerusalem. It is. They're so just, just not want, happy about it, right? Man, <laughs> probably not. I just wanted to make that clear. So, But anyway, I am right on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before President Trump, uh, previous presidents had promised that they would do the same. That's true. It's they been had, an ongoing discussion for a while. They had promised, and they had promised, and then they would promise, <laughs> and then they promised. They and, literally signed things that allowed them to kick it down the down the curve for another 12 months. Every 12 right. months, they'd have to sign something. They, just, no yeah. one, they were all gutless, but anyway, President Andy. Trump got Perfect it Perfect word for it, gutless. Yeah, they were yeah. gutless, and yeah. President Trump had the guts. And it was it was great. Um, Israel is our best friend for obvious reasons, yeah. 
And what a way to honor them and to do the right yeah. thing. Yeah, it I'll really show you is a picture. the right thing. I'm going to show you a picture of us at the embassy. Okay, if I can Chris, do this, this again. is so much <laughs> yeah. to give it to me. Wow. We did. We had the privilege of going to Can't and read it just on that. I'll have uh, to have you pop that picture looking later. at the at the <laughs> embassy that was there when we were there in Israel, and uh, it was really kind of a interesting moment because the people that you know would like stand guard out front and everything they knew you know people are going to come here in mass just yeah. to see it yeah. but i think it's so weird you guys are both right on we're all right on with that but just think about it as a sovereign nation your people and your government has declared jerusalem the capital and yet all the surrounding <laughs> countries are going no it's not this is and, one... and they and it's like that's weird yeah. That's that's just weird. I and tell so, people I tell people if you don't believe in God, then why does everyone hate Israel and Christians? Yeah. Doesn't that yeah. kind of yep. is there any other reason for right. that? Exactly. There has to you've be You've got a God. you've got big tech companies, government agencies, you've got all kinds of people bending over backwards to try to make sure that we all treat everybody as nice and special as possible. <laughs> and you can't do anything that's gonna offend somebody because that's wrong. Don't yes. misgender somebody, don't do that. But when it comes to Christian and Jews, ah, have at it. Do whatever <laughs> yeah. you want. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We don't you care. You can mock and offend them. In fact, if it's they fine. would just if we could just imprison them or kill them, <laughs> our nirvana society might come about. Uh, all right. Might, all right. Be. So that's um, my happy. Happier Joy time notes. talk. All right, Mike, we're starting <laughs> a, with you. This I have a time. point of uh, personal. Yeah. Uh, uh, you turned <laughs> okay. up my uh, headphones again accidentally. Now, the other way. <laughs> Wait, is that the right way? And don't mess with mine. Okay. Uh, so a little higher, please. A little higher, <laughs> higher. Right there. Perfect. Thank you. All right. It just got real loud all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. I, I bump around on here. All right, Emily, we're going on to question number two. Question number two, okay. we're going to start with Mike. Okay. Mangoes. Don't you love mangoes? Mangoes are one of Israel's main exports. Is that right on or way off? Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, can I stall for time while yes. I Google? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with right on. The climate seems about right. Okay. They, um, Israel certainly has turned the desert into just a beautiful food garden. Mania, and, yeah, right? food mania. Yeah, man. you go to Israel, you see the desert has bloomed. God said it would happen, yep. and yeah. it has happened. Because God so, commanded the Israelites to plant a tree of every kind, uh, and they take that very literally. Very, yeah. and they've so, done very that. seriously. So, yeah. and then, yeah, but they just job. went crazy with mangoes, so I'm going to go right on. Okay, Chris. I'm going to go way off. Why? Because uh, bananas is their big thing. And they have more banana farms than anything else. I cannot see them taking the margins with the banana pipeline that's happened. By the way, ninety percent of the bananas <laughs> grown in Israel. Ninety percent oh. of the bananas grown in Israel are exported. Yes. Okay. They don't it's, eat them there. They're not even big banana fans. But agriculturally, <laughs> the farms, the way they're set up, I mean, they got nets covering acres and acres it's a of stuff. It's, it's, yeah. it's incredible. <laughs> So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I, I've never had the big mango thing in Israel. If it is yeah. something, it's way it got past me. I yeah, would right. say way Who off. wins? Encyclopedia Brown. Chris is correct. Uh-huh. So I don't know how fair this one's going to be when we start talking uh, yeah. about Israel, that's but fine. he is correct. Um, but I think if they had chosen mangoes, they could very well have done that as well. But have. yeah, yes. um, th- most of the bananas that you would eat, like if you're in Europe, they're all from Israel. Mm-hmm. And they they do. They have hu- these huge banana. Yeah. yeah, and, and, Fields, and by the way, the spirit, so of, the spirit of the right off way, off, uh, right on way off questions is is not factual. It's usually opinion 
based yeah. on what's going on. So, yeah. I don't so in my opinion, it's mangoes. <laughs> even though yes. they don't even grow mangoes in Israel. But nothing is more yeah. fun than learning. So, <laughs> <laughs> again, expansion pack. Expansion pack. Expansion, expansion pack. Expansion pack. The more you know. Okay, question number three. Chris, we'll yes. start with you. Israel is the largest immigrant-absorbing country in the world. That's a statement. Is that right on or way off? I'd say way off, and my only reason for saying way off would be geographical size. But the dispersa is over. 1948 has happened. There's been a call all over the globe. Jews, return to your homeland. True. And they have been returning in droves. Mm -hmm. In fact, the population, I don't even know if it's doubled, tripled, whatever it's been, but there are a lot of people from all over the globe Mm -hmm. that are back living their Jewish heritage of every tribe and tongue. They've been dispersed all over the world. So that's where I stand on it. I would say no because of the geographical size, but I know that there's a big push for, you know. True. Mike, what do you think? And there's another thing, too. Okay. (laughs) If I wanted to immigrate to Israel, I have to have, I think think the number is 350,000 in liquid cash. And you have to have a job, a position. Yes, you have to have a reason. you will not be a part of. Otherwise, you can't just just go to Israel and buy a a house. That's just not something that happens. And you can't be a drain on their... Economy That's or their fair. resources. Yeah, Liquid cash does that count Bitcoin? And <laughs> and and it also it <laughs> also question. has to do whether you're Orthodox Jew or not. Because Orthodox give, Jews priority. get a totally different settlement package than everybody mm. else. That's, but that's a whole other story. Okay. Cool. okay. All right. That's Mike, a lot Mike of fact. That's a lot of factoids in this. We're learning stuff. <laughs> hey, I'm you. You brought the expansion pack. Hey. Mike Shaw. <laughs> what do you think? Stuff. What do you think? Well, I'm glad Chris went first. So I'm going to go way off on that because okay. I think his point about just the size. Geographical size. Yes. So I'm guessing it's probably the United States. Mm -hmm. But I did want to take this opportunity to make the point that, um, you know, Israel gets slandered a lot Mm -hmm. and for no reason. You know, they are a democracy and they, Arabs, the Arabs who live in Israel have more rights in Israel (laughs) than they would anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Um, And, you know, that's just the kind of place that Israel is. You know, if you if you're an if you're an Israeli, mm-hmm. then you are treated well and you have yeah. full rights. Uh, and, uh, if you're an Israeli of mm-hmm. Jewish descent, you're treated real well. Yeah, right. If you're an Israeli of Arab descent, you have different rules and different standards that are for you. But they're free, are they not? They're yes, free, they are. but right. they're, yes. but they're, you know. Um, Okay. There's a lot of issues we could turn into a whole show on that. (laughs) I would not say that every Israeli Arab feels the way you just described. True. They They can't necessarily move about the same. Yeah. I'm I'm at a disadvantage. You guys have been there 1,700 times, and I've been there there zero. (laughs) That's true. We'll kind of go back on something that you touched on, though, in a little bit. So, where am I in the whole thing? Is it time to go to you? Well, it's time for you to give us the. You both the, the, gave the your the thing. Truth. Israel uh-huh. is the largest immigrant-absorbing country in the world per capita, per square mile. Yes, that is okay. absolutely oh, true. Per capita, per, per capita. square mile. Uh, from the fact file, they do <laughs> absorb more immigrants than any other it. country uh, per capita. And not only that, but they absorb immigrants from more than 100 countries across five different continents. Yeah. And so what people don't necessarily realize is that you can be a Jewish person, yet you're living in Africa mm-hmm. and you are, mm-hmm. you know, black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So there, there's no there's no um, barriers in that situation. And so, yes, they do. They absorb more immigrants 
than any other country in the world. And I love to, the fact that I know that. I just re- uh, recently learned that because, you know, when you go to the news or you look on your TV, uh, they want to try to tell you otherwise. Right. That, I don't, you know, I don't okay. watch the let, news let me on just, my TV. Let me just add this. Let me just add this because, I mean, on the right on way off question, we have fun. So there's no right or wrong. I mean, you can do whatever you want. It's right. your show. Yeah. yeah. But when I say that there's the, the, the greatest alcohol and drug abuse um, in, the, in the world is in Alaska, just based on population alone, you'd know that that's not actually factual. But if I say per capita, then it's factual, you know? Yeah, when, for per capita and per, for landmass. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and Chris, and I it, miss that part. It really does get back to, you know, they, they do. There is a, a calling for Christians to come back to their homeland, regardless of their... You know and, where and they're from. Look, it's why yeah. all of us want to travel over there for eight days. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. just to get a taste because, yeah. and then that I just had the taste in June, yeah. and and I'm you know the flavors already starting to fade, yeah. so I need yeah. to go again. In fact, one of our tour guides was a Russian Jew that had immigrated back. What was their hurry? Um, her name was Olga. Her name was Olga, and, and she yeah. was called by God to come to Israel and be, yeah, become a teacher and a guide. Was. Yeah, that's and great. teachers and guides she, in Russian Israel. Jew. Like, it's not like, hey, come to Hollywood and we'll tour the, you know, <laughs> where the stars live. It's not that. You have to have uh, knowledge in the Bible and in uh, Israeli history. Uh-huh. Like, you have to have that. You, you have, have to, to take the civics test. Yeah, you have to know your stuff. So that's pretty interesting. Anyway, question number, what are we on here now? One, two, I'm saying three, four. four. We are in question number so four. after this right on way off, yeah. I'll be able to take the test to become a citizen. I hope so. I will learn that much. <laughs> Tune in. We can all become Israeli citizens. <laughs> That's right. Okay, Hebrew, the only language in history to become completely dead and then come back to life again and become an, a, a recognized language. Uh, oh, oh, I forgot. Chris, we're starting with you. Right I'm on, right on. Right off. Yes? I'm right all on. All right, right on. Latin yes. has not come back in, in vogue. No, it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think Hebrew uh, went completely extinct for a while, and then it, it's been revived. And then, of course, with the re-establishment of the miracle, a nation will be born in yeah. a day. And it was. And it is on, their language, yeah. On, uh, well, language, I don't know if it's yeah. the 14th or 15th of May, because everything happens so fast over those you know 48 hours. But I've always looked at it as the 15th of May because our youngest daughter was born on that day. So okay, um, that is an incredible thing, born yeah. in one day. Born in one day. Mike, I don't know how you disagree with that, but give me your thoughts. Yeah, I'm going to disagree <laughs> with that um, because I'm getting trounced in this round of... You know, we get participation trophies really on right on way off, but those kids are keeping score. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go way off and take a chance. Um <laughs> And here's why. Okay. Because the Bible was around the whole time. That's true. And so I'm thinking that there might have been some Hebrew Bibles lying around. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Well, I mean, you can find Latin They're right absolute. now, too. You can yeah. find Latin well, stuff Latin, laying around, but it's not a, it's not it's a live no language. It's a no dead language. language. So let me, let me, well, let me point this out for Latin. It's not the question, but it's a good sidebar. Yeah. Latin is used in science. True. I yeah. mean, and yeah. science, Latin never yeah. died. It's just went to science. Yeah. I think it's like in terms yeah. of... I know. It's, it's, it's not... Spoken. It's a gray area. Spoken. It's not <laughs> yeah, a country's I official... It's not any country's official language. 
Um, uh, anyway, and it's, it's not, not spoken, spoken anywhere in, in its purest Where form. Hebrew is it's the official spoken. language of yeah. Israel, yeah. and it is well, the But Latin gave birth to Italian and yeah. to Spanish and to French. Yeah, and there's all the languages are combined into English. I mean, well, you, yeah. got, you got we're influence a conglomerate. From every, That's why we're so every hard to language learn. under the sun. Right. All right. Uh, last one. Wait, last what question. was the right answer? Uh, Chris, right on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it did. It became so. extinct. Like no one was speaking it because with the disbursement, yeah. they all went to different places. They all had to speak that language, and it was no longer an official language anywhere. Nobody was really speaking it. But there were, and they actually know these guys because I saw a documentary on them of a man who would faithfully write that old language. He would write it down because he he wanted to preserve it. He wanted to know it. He wanted to pass it on to his so children. Right. And it's through those <laughs> writings of that man that it yeah. was able to be revived yeah. again. All right, last hey, question. Can, before we get to the last question, can yes. I give a little sidebar? Absolutely. The Hebrew We're language. All about sidebars. I mean, you're talking about Hebrew language coming back to life, and you're not going to give me a platform to talk for two minutes? Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Yes. Why do you think Israel and he, Hebrew language is one of the only languages, it's the only one I'm really familiar with, that reads from right to left instead of left to right? I learned this in June when I was over in Israel. Mm. It, you know why do they do that? Arabic does that too, don't they? No, they read they read left to right. They do. Yeah, they do. Pretty yeah. sure. I'm misinformed yeah. again. Uh, <laughs> unless I'm just like oblivious one to of it. But is. I'll be over Hebrew, here you, you read right to left, and one of the reasons why is it's one of the ancient languages. And when ancient languages were written down, how did they do it back in the day? With chisels. With chisels. And so, uh, let me move my microphone here a little bit. So, uh-huh. most people swing with their right hand. Right. And so what do they hold, where do they hold the chisel? With their left hand, right? Right. So they're chiseling these words, and they're going this way. Yeah. And you can't go going, the other you way. Going the, you just, and so that's yeah. why they read right to left. Okay. And, and it was ingrained in the chiseling of the language as it was developing way back in the day. And then one day, some left-hander came along and changed everything for all the other <laughs> languages. So the Chinese, I think, right top to bottom, how did that become a thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they build that wall? Why did they build that wall all the way across the country right. to separate they one field from the other? I, I don't gra- know. They're working with gravity. And here, you know, Marco okay? Polo brought back noodles to Italy, and that's why we have pasta today. Oh, really? really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Know that. Yeah. Marco. That's, Polo. That's good to know, because, Mike, you make a mean spaghetti sauce. Your Nana's... Your Nana's recipe, and yeah. what would we put it over like, if we didn't right. have noodles? Right, uh, spaghetti awesome. squash. Spaghetti squash. It's not the yeah. same. Well, it's there's something about your sauce same. that no one else has ever done, and that is you literally infuse your sauce with these little sausage balls that are straight <laughs> from heaven. <laughs> Is that the official Italian term? Yeah. Little sausage balls. Little sausage balls. balls. <laughs> it's grandma's recipe from Sicily. So Sicily. It's, it's the real deal. Yes. And if you ever meet an Italian who uh-huh. makes the family sauce, and if yeah. they don't tell you it's the best on the planet, they're not Italian. Ah. Every, oh. every See, Italian makes the best sauce. I believe that because we yeah. were in Cayman and we yeah. went to an Italian restaurant that was clearly family owned, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. Right. So these people come out and they're talking with you and, and their recipes that they were cooking for people off the chain. And yes, yeah. they were grandma, great, great grandma's yeah. uh, recipes. And they would tell us how like grandma started cooking for Christmas 
in like August, yep. you know, and so, <laughs> so it, it was just amazing. And so, yeah, I mean, they were very proud of the. We're on Italian so. cooking on right on Whoopsie. way off, waiting for the last question <laughs> with the with the Israel theme, <laughs> yeah. but totally keeping in theme as Greg Riley yeah. was a chef, sure. and so it's all food related anyway, right? Yep. Okay, last questions. Uh, question. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. And this Mike t- touched on a little bit earlier. So we'll start with Mike. It says, all yeah. citizens in Israel, Jews and Arabs, enjoy full political rights. Women also enjoy full rights like they are not afforded anywhere else in the Middle East. That in is the Middle East. That's so key. right on. All right. So right good. on. And the, yeah. and the women even serve in the military. Yeah, they do. So oh, yeah. It's I mandatory. Mean, it's mandatory, mandatory. It's mandatory right? Hey, yeah. yeah. I mean, Dr. Ruth, do you remember Dr. Ruth? Little Dr. Ruth, she was like four foot nothing. Yeah. Uh, she Dr. Was, Ruth? She, yes, that's the one. It, she yeah. was a sniper. Did you know that? <laughs> yes. I did not know that. Little tiny Dr. Ruth yeah. was a sniper. She served her uh-huh. terms. Aim and, small, and, miss small. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and apparently she was really good. Yeah. So, yeah. Is that, are you, I, do I get to answer? Should I go to Chris now? Are you done? Yeah, you I'm done. Everything? Okay, yeah. Chris, I'm just right happy on you got one right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, how right did on you? way off. All citizens in Israel, Jews, Arabs, enjoy full political rights. Women also enjoy full rights like they are not afforded anywhere else in the Middle East. Can I split the question and say I'm way off on one part and right on on the other? Sure. I'm way off on the Arab and Israel having full political uh, blessing or whatever you called it. What do you right. call it? Political rights. rights. Political rights. rights. Um, depending on how you define that, mm-hmm. that could be accurate. But most of the people that are on the ground over there mm-hmm. would say that you have two classes of citizens. You have the Jews and then you have the Arabs. And that's just the way it is. And that's the way it is for air travel, the way, the way it is for how you get building permits, the way it is for how you... I mean, there's an Arab family, nothing they did wrong. They... If they were a Jewish family, it would have taken three, four months. It took 21 years to get them a building permit. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't tell me that that's full political rights. On paper. I don't paper, care. Paper, the other yeah. part with the women <laughs> thing, based on the way the Arabs treat, you know, the Arab countries in mm-hmm. general treat mm-hmm. women as lesser, uh, Israel does not. Israel right. is a right. great haven for women to go and be treated with love, respect, and equal, and all that stuff. And they can drive. And they can drive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they go can to school let and do their all face those show things. and all those things. Yeah. Now, I, and I think you are right, Chris, as far as political rights. That's a term that we got to kind of clarify here. Yeah. In that, in, and, in and that, I, can I add something? Yes, absolutely. I don't want it to come across like I'm a Palestinian sympathizer, and I'm a and, and I, I am, but I'm not. These are dynamics. These that are, are dynamics there. that you yeah. see over there, yes. and you see people You're on just both sides. The truth. Yep. If you ever want to be in a situation where you can hear somebody passionately explain their side of it and it be absolutely diametrically opposed to the other person who's passionately explaining their side of it and they both be right, mm-hmm. go to go to Jerusalem uh-huh. and talk to an Israeli Arab who's been his he's fourth, fifth generation born in the city. Mm-hmm. And yet he doesn't have the same rights as an Orthodox Jew mm-hmm. who came in from wherever, mm-hmm. U- Uganda, Ukraine, uh, Russia, wherever. And that's what I'm talking about. It's it's just not the same. It's not it's, right. And here here here's what the disconnect is. So just stay with me for a mm-hmm. second, because this is so important to me. The disconnect is that the Jewish people got the land in 1948. Get over it. It's theirs. Right. Okay. And so they want to have terrorist activities. They want to have bombings. They want to have all this stuff. 
All you got to do is point out the bad actors and we can all live in harmony. Mm -hmm. And the Palestinian people refuse. Oh, yeah. They refuse. Oh, yeah. So the blame here is 50-50. Sure. Both sides seem to be trying to do some things. But you add Yasser Arafat to the mix, oh, and gosh. all of my trips to the Middle East, I have looked into it, and he and that philosophy that he has implemented, and uh, Mahmoud Abbas is now carrying it out as best he can, even though no one likes him. Mahmoud. Um, mm-hmm. That was the name of my taxi driver, Mahmoud. Anyway. We went to Jericho and had lamb. It was great. Hey. Anyway, <laughs> anyway so that's the problem. Mm-hmm. The Jews, to settle the land, have done as much grace extending as humanly possible. I think they've went beyond what's humanly possible. And that one issue is causing heartache in millions of Arab-Israelis' lives. Yeah, and I think when you meet, whether they're Israeli or or Palestinian or whatever, I mean, when you just... The common, ordinary person doesn't care. Like, we just want to raise our kids. We just want to feed our families. We just just want to have a life. But it's those higher-ups... That you know those in authority that try to stir things up, um, and and it's 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 just like here in the United States where it seems like it's just it's that minority group that is just the the tail is wagging the dog. So that's obvious. Look, most of the Palestinians, and we've been in environments, and Emily, you can speak to this. They yeah. don't care. Right. They don't care if the Jews live there or not. It's their it's the saber rattling politicians. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you talk to some of the elderly people there, they remember the day when Jews and and uh, Arabs lived harmoniously side by side, and um, that changed when the po- when the political uh, environment changed. Yeah. And so, yeah. It, well, it's, so correct it's me if I'm Israel yeah. became a country. Correct me if I'm wrong here. The Palestinians are being used as a pawn by yes. Arab countries as a wedge uh, in that relationship between, yeah. you know, and they're, and they're trying to use that to erode Israel's yeah. uh, geographic actual land and the, and the Arabs um, and Iran, mm-hmm. which is not Arab, but they're Persian, yeah. but they want to push Israel into the sea. Exactly. Hence the wars we had in the 60s. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, the Palestinians are being used as pawns and as and as a wedge. Exactly. Kind of. Right. Kind of. Is that right? It, yeah. I think yeah, so. Not, not as much anymore. I think that was the game for a long time. Mm-hmm. The Palestinians control the West Bank now. I mean, it, they're in charge. Sure. And you have checkpoints that you cross over, and now you're no longer protected by the Israeli right. defense forces. Yeah. And right. the problem's Jerusalem. And... It's not that I say that, and my research all screams that. It's that the Bible says that. God has said that Jerusalem will be a stumbling stone for all of time mm-hmm. and until he brings the new Jerusalem down out of heaven. And so if you're going to be in the new Jerusalem with us, why don't you go with, to the old Jerusalem with us? <laughs> but in Jerusalem... Pick out your house. <laughs> in Jerusalem, it's not so much uh, being used as a pawn. In fact, a lot of those old tent cities, they don't, they don't exist anymore, really. Right, true. And so... Everything's kind of been settled, and people are trying to get along, and, and everybody wants to try to get along. But you cannot turn in a terrorist and be a, and be a healthy Arab, and you must always, always keep a passionate hatred for the Jewish pe- people. Yeah. That's the disconnect. The right. Jews don't feel that way, and most of the Palestinians don't feel that way, but they're told that's how they're supposed to feel. Yeah. Look at it like gender 
gender uh, confusion here in America. Majority of the people don't want to deal with the she and they and who and what. And, you know, I'm sorry, when you send me an email and your signature block has your preferred pronoun in your signature block, you just lost a ton of credibility. You lost a ton of credibility (laughs) with me and with the majority of the people that are over 50 years old in this country. They know where they're coming from. I get it. But but the point is, is that most of us don't care. Right. We literally don't care. And it's the same thing in Palestine. It's the same thing in, um, in Jericho and in Jerusalem and in some of these other places where the Arabs, they just, they don't care. They just want to live in peace and harmony if they can, Mm -hmm. but they can't cross those lines. Yeah. It's hard. They just want to drive Chris across town and have some lamb. Yeah. Well, not across town. Quite, quite the story. But yeah. It's a very uh, intricate dynamic, but I think, like I said before, political rights is, I think, where we were, where the focus of that statement was in that um, in Israel, yes, all the um, Arab people, they do have their representatives in government, and the yeah. process is the same yeah. regardless. Um, that not you have to have against in the constitution, right? They you have you still have to have the same number of votes. You still have to have the same number of this. That the 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 playing field is the same politically, and so they are represented. They have Arab representatives in government, part of the you know what I mean. So so it's not this, um, you know. <laughs> Apartheid. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a really good word to mm-hmm. to put to it. So, like like we said, and and even Chris, you and I, because we we don't live there day in day out, we don't even have a full grasp of of all the dynamics no. that are going on there because they're so complex. Um, but but like we were talking about before, what we see on television is just simply. Not the big picture. Anywhere you go, whether you're talking about the Middle East or you're talking about uh, the United States. There was so. a there was a news report in June when I was over there, mm-hmm. and it was about how there's this big protest going on. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. It was, again, Jews on one side, Palestinians on the other. There's this big protest, and there's this big unrest. Well, that was 30 people mm-hmm. on a street corner. <laughs> Nobody cared. Right. And I it, know didn't how- even, it didn't even make it to us in no- normal channels. The city yeah. ran like it ran. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. That was just, just think about 20 or 30 of us going down to the local mall in whatever town yeah. right. and in the parking lot having a thing. And then the news sends it over to XYZ country and they think all of America is burning like that parking lot. It's like, no, that's no, just, it's, it's well, just a right. little. As a news photographer, a I know how yeah. to zoom in on that and make it look like a whole <laughs> that's bunch of right. people. That's right. Right. You yeah. can. You certainly yeah. can. You make it look like the, the whole country's do. up in arms. The, and they're angle, not. You, uh-huh. the angle you take oh, can yeah. change exactly yeah. what you see. Now, for, here's an example. Um, in Israel, there are a group of Muslims who are very highly respected, and those are the Druze. And that is because back in was they're it not like, Muslims. Uh, back in that's it's a Muslim or Islamic sect. Are they, it is yes. The Druze named Drew. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I yes. learned it is different. It like, anyway, it's like Daryl, okay. my other brother Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, right. Sorry, I couldn't resist. Uh, and it's funny because when they're talking about it, sometimes you think they're saying Dr- Jews, but they're saying Druze. Uh, and uh, these when back in the eighties when the PLO started getting very militant. Um, and and so on. This was a particular sect that said, no, we are not going to do that. And even since that time, I mean, for the past 40, 50, I don't even know, years now, the Druze have been living very peaceably among the Jewish people. And therefore, those Druze also have the ability to do certain things that other Arab 
people can't do. For instance, those Drews can be part of the police force. They can be part of things that that maybe not all of the Arab uh, community can be a part of because they have demonstrated to uh, the Jewish people that they are capable and willing to leave, live peaceably among, among the people there. There's trust yeah. there, yeah. long trust. Yeah. And they're very, their products that they produce are very, very high quality. Mangoes? And so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so there, like I said, there are so many dynamics. It's really hard to wrap your, your mind around. But when you do go and you step foot in Israel, you will see uh, for yourself what things are really, really like, good, bad, and otherwise. And um, so be considering that if you're listening uh, to our podcast, be considering about whether or not you would want to join Chris and his merry lot of friends. That, yeah, I'm going to try and get that the go to Israel. I'm going to try and get that page ready on the website before right. before this episode even goes up. Very so. good. Awesome. That's what I'm going to try. All right, Chris, you want to take us out? Sure. Are we good? No, Are we I, done? I feel so. It was a nice Israel show today. We didn't do a lot of apologetics. We didn't have, um, you know, some of the other news type stories that we may want to have. And as the show finds its sea legs, I'm proud to be a part of it. And good. Emily and I and Mike Shaw would encourage you to go to freshroadmedia.com. Freshroadmedia.com. It's on the bottom of the screen right there. Mm -hmm. And you will see that there is a show called Bible Idiots. That is just basically my teaching platform. That's what that's become. There's also a show called Jesus is Coming Soon with Mike Shaw. That's about Jesus is coming soon. <laughs> Just in case there's any confusion. Amazing. Hosted by Mike Shaw. <laughs> Amazing. And so, Mike, tell us a little bit about your show before we sign off. Uh, yeah. What what is the focus? What is the goal? Because I know it's kind of newsy, kind of prophetic. But you know, yeah. where, where where are we landing on this show? Uh, it's kind of like um, sometimes it's news, sometimes it's interviews. I always want to be an encouragement and strengthening of the body of Christ yeah. as we await the return of our Savior. Awesome. Which could be any minute now, really. Yeah, yeah it yeah. could be. Could yeah, be. I hope so. Our redemption draws nigh, so yeah. be ready, be ready. Don't be forget ready. this whole broadcast outreach is listener-supported, so your best gift at freshroadmedia.com. And when I say broadcast outreach, I'm not just talking uh, – we maybe want to switch it to journalistic outreach because we have some world-class blogs written at freshroadmedia.com right now. And when you see them on Facebook or anywhere else, you need to help us by sharing that information. And um, so, yeah, go to freshworldmedia.com and do your thing. So thank you, Mike Shaw, for being a guest again on our show as our news yes. director. So on behalf of my best friend and bride, Emily, she is the captain of the show. <laughs> my name is Chris. You get into the word of God today and go and serve your king. <laughs>